welcome to episode 14 of the Love and Movies podcast. I am Eric. And I'm Monica. So uh, we wanted to continue talking about our early days uh, with Flynn. Um, and one of the things that we decided right off the bat uh, when we had him was that we didn't want to do any baby talk with him. Uh, we made a conscious decision that we weren't going to we didn't want to do that because it just, you know, it just, it felt silly to us. We'd also read some things, I think, that told us, uh, that said that, you know, it can if you don't do that, development right, it, you want to, if you want them to develop speech skills earlier, you speak to them a certain way, you don't baby talk to them, that kind of thing. So we just said we weren't going to do it. We made a very conscious decision that we weren't going to do it. And I think we stuck to it pretty well. I think so too. Um, I think that we haven't ever really done the whole like, oh, who's the little boy? You know, the kind of like yeah. how you would talk to your pet almost. Right. <laughs> but um, we definitely baby talk our dogs, <laughs> yeah. but not but not our son. <laughs> so that's that's OK. So, yeah, the beginning, we just kind of started off just talking to him and we talked right. to him every day all day long um we did this thing where you know even if he was just sitting in his chair eating or whatever and um i would converse with him and tell him what i was doing like i'm washing the dishes this is a plate this is a bowl this is a you know and i would just right. i would talk my way through the day with him yeah i remember i remember having conversations with him mm -hmm. like he would be sitting there in his high chair sitting there on the floor playing with something and i would just talk to him he wouldn't answer me but i'd be like how's your day going and you know was your day good what'd you do today did you play a lot like i would just like Even i was having a one-sided conversation he probably doesn't know what we're saying but yeah it was just it was like a the peanuts cartoon it was all want 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 to him but you know it was just you know language around him all the time and i think it i think it helped i mean I think he, so too. he ended up talking pretty early so mm -hmm. um it's Seemed to work. I think one of the other things that really helped a lot was the reading every single day mm -hmm. and um, flashcards. Like when, before he was even born, I went out and I bought just a ton of different flashcards, yeah. colors, numbers, shapes, you know, animals, um, animals mm -hmm. like everything that US I U.S. presidents, find. I think we have too. <laughs> yeah. uh, states, like mm -hmm. yeah. country, you know, everything, all kinds of, babies first this, babies first that, like all that kind yeah. of stuff. And every day I would just put him in his little bouncer thing and just sit there and talk to him. And I, I would show him flashcards. I would show him the colors and the words and the letters. And, and every time I talked to him, I'd enunciate and I'd move my mouth really slow. And there were a lot of times when he would just look like right he was at really my mouth. paying like attention. He was yeah, really looking and he was really concentrating and really kind of figuring stuff out. And honestly, we have had so many comments from people about how early he started talking. I mean, he was probably, I don't know, Eric, what would you say when he first started making his little like mama, papa kind of mm -hmm. stuff? I, I would say maybe now it's more like nine eight. or 10 months, maybe it was, but oh, it came by quick. Then he was starting to kind of, it came really quick though. Like I think at month nine, he started on some early words and it then by like 10 or 11, it was like just so many more. It came in yeah. this giant flood and all of a sudden he started getting everything. Anything, no, no, he, of course not. Know, and that's something we're going to kind of talk about in the next episode. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, he started verbalizing before he was a year old and and people thought that was amazing. And now that he is a little bit older, just over the past few years when he has been developing his speech, right? people always think he's a little older than he is because he does speak so well, so clearly and so... Yeah, he never he never had that like, baby speech impediment thing, no, where, you know, where he couldn't do R's or anything like that. He and you can't he kind understand of, what he's saying, right? He kind of he kind of went right in, and he was understanding. We, I really feel like we're tooting our own horns here a lot. I but, know we are. <laughs> sorry, uh, but he, you know, he he did like he seemed to really enunciate pretty well mm-hmm. fairly early on. Like, of course, you know. There were words that he didn't get right. He still not. he still says Paschetti. Well, every kid you know, does though. It's <laughs> so you know, there, there's definitely things that he still doesn't get right, or that he's that he didn't speak absolutely perfectly correctly then. But he he um, he did do really well, I think, early mm-hmm. on. Yeah, so and sure. and I do think the flashcards in the in the reading can. I mean, we. One of the things that we did while he while you were still pregnant that I don't know if we talked about or not, but I don't think we, we did. got we got this set of headphones that went on your pregnant it was belly. Like, yeah, it was like a belly band that you wrap around your belly, and there was a pocket in it to put like an MP3 speaker thing. Right, and and you would you we would play music for him all the time, the songs that we liked, and just baby music too, and classical music classical and all that music. kind of stuff, and I read books and recorded them and then put them on the mp3 player so you could play and he would hear my voice when you know and so we've been the baby reading always hears mom's voice it's right, always there but, but yeah. everything else is very muffled apparently and and i think that you know so we've we can genuinely say that we have been reading to him since before he was even born right. so it was a book a day from you know the time he was in your belly all yep. the way through. So we, he's definitely, he's well-read at this point. Oh, yeah. But but he has also had experience with video games, too, because one of the things that I did a lot with him when I was, you know, when Monica was sleeping or, you know, out doing something and I was watching Flynn, um, and he, at this point in time, he slept all the time. We talked about last episode, too. He was just always asleep. So this was also the time that Skyrim came out. <laughs> so <laughs> I had an Xbox and he would just be asleep on my arms. Like and basically I would, on your forearm. On my forearms. I was holding him on the couch and then I would have the controller in my hands and I would play Skyrim for just hours at a time wow, while I was holding, while holding him. him. You know, and then he'd wake up and I'd pause it and I would feed him and we'd play a little and then he'd fall back asleep and I'd get him in my arms and I would just unpause and <laughs> play a little more. I got really, really far in that game really fast <laughs> because of that. I had a lot of time to play Skyrim at that point, which was really nice. That was funny. Um, but yeah, but he did. pictures of that somewhere too. Yeah, there's some pictures somewhere, but that was one of the things we noticed. We were looking through, preparing for this episode, we're looking through pictures and we're like, okay, what are we going to talk about? And let's get some ideas from looking at these young pictures of Flynn when he was a little baby. And we're looking through and it's like, okay, sleeping, 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 sleeping. (laughs) Every single one we saw, he was the kid. I don't, I, I, do we get any pictures with his eyes? Yeah, we've got like four (laughs) pictures of him with his eyes actually open and everything else. He's just completely asleep. So, so yeah, it was a little tough to get ideas when he was just zonked out the entire time. Um, But the nice thing about those early days was that, you know, he didn't move around a lot and he didn't do a lot. And so there was a lot of sedentary time. So those hours that he was awake, I was talking to him, reading. We read so many books Uh, every day. I mean, so many books. And his book collection is bigger than ours 
ever was. Oh, yeah. He has so um, many books. And I don't think we've gotten rid of hardly any of them. No, no, not yet. No, um, not at all. So, yeah, I think, I feel like we, we got him off to as good a start intellectually as we could have. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, so you know. Pretty proud I, of that. Yeah, I think he, I think he does pretty well, you know. Mm -hmm. And then one of the next decisions that we had to make was was an interesting one and this is you know where we started having to jump through some hoops we um i i am not very religious um which we've talked about we've touched on before um i am i'm i consider myself a buddhist um which is not really a, a religion it's more of a philosophy and a practice um so you know god church that kind of stuff it's never really played into my growing up at all my parents are religious i just was not it just never and clicked with me you were baptized when you were a baby i was yeah i was baptized and in the church up in church and well i mean yeah and they they asked me not to come back but um because i asked you were too many questioning qu too many well, things yeah i i went to my brother was doing a confirmation class and i went to his confirmation class you know my parents wanted me to go and see how it was and you know, they would talk about something and then they'd say, does anybody have any questions? And I'd raise my hand and be like, well, why? I don't understand this. Why, why would he say this? Why would they say that? Why would they do it this way? And, and they pulled me over at the end and they asked me not to come back until I was ready to do confirmation because I was disrupting a class with too many questions. So I said, okay, whatever. And then I just never point, really went. Yeah. Just I just, I was done. It. Well, I mean, yeah. if they can't answer my questions, then what's the point? That's, yeah, and, and it just and it never really clicked with me. It never was something that that I felt that I needed, or and it never just really clicked with my personality, and that was fine. And I never had a problem with anybody who is religious at all. I don't have any issues with that. It's fine. It's just not for me. And you know, it was never part of my growing up. But you, on the other hand, it was very different. Mm -hmm. My parents were both religious of different faiths my dad was a um, protestant and my uh, mom was greek orthodox and um, i was baptized greek orthodox we went to church every sunday growing up and and it wasn't even one of the churches that either of my parents were, were part of, part right? of it was because just, yeah. there were no greek churches in texas and there you know there was a ton of different types of churches so we just went to you know whichever one we felt comfortable with or whatever mm -hmm. and so you know i did the bible classes and i did the you know go to church on the weekends kind of thing and all of that you know be a good little christian when you're growing <laughs> up and stuff and sure. so it was a big part of my upbringing and i still to this day consider myself very religious um but not like some not people a church would. goer like i'm not a church goer i don't feel super comfortable in the whole organized religion aspect of it i feel like you know i pray in my house i you know wish good things for people i try to do good things for people i you know right. I, I try to be a good person and i feel like if you're under the sky, you're in God's house, period. I don't sure. need to go to church to prove that I'm a good person. So, right. and that's not, I'm not trying to say that, you know, other that's people. That's why people go to church, right? That's why right, people yeah. go to, everybody has their own thing. And we're not trying to get super religious here or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I, after college, I stopped going to church so much too. And I feel like, 
this is a whole different conversation. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not going to talk anymore about that because I could go on and on about <laughs> religion here. But sure, yeah. that might be like a whole different episode sometime. Right? Yeah, we can do that um, sometime. <laughs> but anyways, when you can talk about all that, and I'll talk about staring at walls. It'll be very yes, exciting. Yes, yes, super riveting. Um, <laughs> when we wanted to baptize Flynn. I wanted to baptize him Greek Orthodox because that's what I am. And, and I had Eric, no preference. Eric I was had just, no preference because, okay. you know, yeah. he's like, okay, well, Greek Orthodox, cool, yeah. let's do that. Sounds and, good. And um, I contacted the only Greek church that is in our area, which is, mm-hmm. you know, about half hour from us. And I, you know, I was like, hi, I just had a baby. I'm Greek Orthodox. I'd like to baptize him. I'd like to set up a, you know. An appointment. Let's appointment. come in and talk. Whatever. Let's so chat about this. Yeah. About it. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, and then the, 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 the barrage of questions start flying at me. Um, what church were you baptized in? What church was your mother and father baptized in? Was your mother and father married in a Greek church? Were you married in a Greek church? What, ba- what church was your husband baptized in? All this kind of stuff. Like, can you prove that um, we need this document, we need that document, we need this document and that certificate and blah, blah, your birth certificate. I mean, right. they start. it was like they wanted proof. for a they wanted proof job that or something. One of your parents had been born in Greece. Mm-hmm. They they wanted proof that your they wanted the marriage certificate born in Greece. Right. They wanted the marriage certificate from the church that your parents were married at in Greece. Right. They Which, wanted there's no way I can get that. Right. They wanted the proof of your baptism in Greece or in a Greek church. They wanted me to since I was not baptized in a Greek church, they wanted me to convert to the Greek Orthodox faith and then be baptized classes, in their church. Convert and for us to be married in the Greek church. Right. So we would have had to get remarried. That would have in taken their church, yeah months if not years right to go through all that i'm like uh i want my kid baptized now <laughs> yeah we're you know, like, so yeah typically in a greek <laughs> church they i mean in the greek faith i think and i could be completely wrong so don't attack me if i get this wrong because once again <laughs> i don't think anyone's not, gonna you know, attack you <laughs> um they baptize their babies almost right away Right. You know? Yeah. Like so, they're very young. Sure. Yeah. So he was already going on six months, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm late. I'm 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 messing up here. I'm being a terrible right. I mother. Wanna, yeah. I want to get this kid baptized. I want to get yeah. him baptized. Why are you making this so hard for me? Like, don't you want another person in your faith in your church? Like, right, you I don't understand want, yeah. what the problem it, it is. It seemed it seemed overly difficult. So then we they wanted me to fill out all these forms and like yeah. it was just insane. Yeah. So then the, it kind of became an issue of okay, well, what what else can we possibly do? Right, and we we found yeah. a church close to us here that um, that my mom had actually gone to. It was of the same under the same umbrella of the type of church that I was baptized in. And my mom had like, what is it? Methodist Christ or something. Yeah. It's a, it's Methodist. I think. Yeah. But we did go in and we talked to the, the pastor there who was very, very awesome. Yeah. He was really, really cool. And his first name was Eric too. (laughs) But, um, he was so welcoming and he basically said that his church welcomes everyone from every religious yeah he he said sect, you know every and and every also way of like, life you know no issues with um you know sexuality or other religions or anything like that you know or even Eric gay lesbian gay lesbian straight whatever they don't care which which was also a big thing for me which was like okay they're 
totally accepting and they're not shutting anybody out and that's mm-hmm. the way it should be. So that right. that kind of made me go, okay, well, this is how it's supposed to be. I like this. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we decided that we were going to have Flynn go there to be baptized, which was, I think was a good decision. I think so too. And what was so impressive to me also was that he incorporated, they have their way of doing baptisms mm-hmm. there, but he was so kind to incorporate some of the Greek tradition of the right, baptism. he did the oil, and he, you know, the the olive oil, and the, you know, like, there was a lot of stuff that he incorporated in there. And one of the great things that I really loved was um, some of the the women from the church. They knitted a a big uh, blanket, blanket, like a to, beautiful blanket, and it, and it wrapped around all of us, me and and Monica and Flynn. It wrapped around all of us to you know to welcome us to the church or whatever, to encompass us in, in that. And it was really, it was just a really, really nice gesture. And it was, you know, it wasn't expected. They didn't say they were going to be doing that. It was just, it was kind of a surprise when we went there on the actual day. And it was, it was, it was a nice surprise. It was really cool. I mean, again, not, I'm not religious at all. So all the, the religious side of it attached to it, you know, was whatever for me, but just the actual sentiment behind it was, it was truly very, very kind and i really i really liked that they did that yeah. so it was the whole thing was lovely and they yeah. made it so easy and just like what it should have been right uh, it went with anybody mm-hmm. no matter where we had called it should have been that easy and it mm-hmm. was it was kind of sad that it wasn't that easy and that there was right. all of these all of these things I, that we had to prove to someone i kind of took it very just, personally like it yeah. hurt me yeah you know like this is my religion and my people right. and, and it's they're supposed to be your church yeah out like that i'm like um yeah it was a little bit yeah it was a little <laughs> odd that they went that way um yeah. so. but let's uh let's let's wrap up here and then we'll we'll transition and we'll talk about a really really but anyways he's good baptized movie. yay yay yes he did he got <laughs> baptized Woo-hoo. he got he got some water and he got really upset and then you know like they all do <laughs> but yeah let's transition and then we'll talk about the movie All right, so we are going to talk about a newer movie today, um, not one of our old obscure movies that nobody's ever heard of. Um, this one was from 2013, and it was called About Time. Um, it's got Rachel McAdams in it in her third movie where she falls in love with a time traveler. Um, <laughs> she's got a thing. What can she's got say? a thing. She really likes time travelers, and I mean, who wouldn't? You know, it's very cool. Um, but it, it was... We watched it and like just right off the bat, one of the first things I'm going to say about it, and we're going to try not to spoil anything like we always do, but maybe we will. So we apologize if we do. Um, but still worth seeing though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that Monica and I always talk about that we hate about Hollywood, we love movies, but one of the things that we hate about Hollywood is they are all of a sudden after a certain time, they're deathly afraid of a happy ending. Mm-hmm everything's Let's do something anything to wreck this couple yeah love. like okay we've gone through this whole movie and everybody's falling in love and it's so wonderful and then let's just like stab it in the heart in the mm-hmm. last five minutes and then just go art you know and like roll credits and it's like it's no the same that's thing with the small screen like how many sure. tv shows has anybody the same ever thing. seen where the people just can't be happy where they're together? a happy where they're a happy couple for more than one or two seasons before like they tear it apart so afraid that a happy couple will be boring but yeah i don't think i don't think it, we are yeah are we? no i mean maybe to some people but not to me you know but they just they just have they always have to tear couples apart because you know the drama adds to you know 
give somebody mm-hmm. another character the drama, but let some let a couple be happy, you know? And that was one of the things that I really liked about this movie was there was definitely drama in this movie. There was definitely oh, yes. it brought the feels. There was a it lot of like there the was a lot of the... melancholy moments in oh, it. Yeah. A lot of just pure sadness. I was in tears a couple of times during mm-hmm. this movie. The father-son relationship, the dynamic that beautiful. the father and son have in this is absolutely beautiful and it really it, you know, it's a kind of relationship that Everyone I would love to have the wishes the, to have. Yeah. The banter, the sarcasm, but the underlying like love the is always there. Like, you know, it's there, you know, that these two have just an undying love for each other, but they rib each other all the time. They've always got a, a smart remark to, to throw at the other person. And, and it's just fantastic. The, the father is Bill Nye, who is phenomenal awesome. in everything he's in. Just absolutely awesome. And the son is, Dom, I, th- I hope I'm saying this right, Domhnall Gleeson. Right. I'm probably and, butchering that. <laughs> and you'll you'll recognize him if you've seen any recent movies. He is in One of the, the new, Weasley brothers. Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the older Weasley brothers, but he's also um, in the new Star Wars movies. Oh, um, he okay. plays the head um, yeah, guy, you know, that is always butting heads with Kylo Ren. Um, and Wait, so, did you say... Star Wars. What did you say? Oh. Star Wars movies. So they, and Rachel McAdams is is the woman in this and she plays, she she does really great. She's always, you know, she plays her quirky character that she plays a lot. She's adorable. And she's adorable and she's very endearing. So the basic storyline is um, at the age of 21, his father pulls him aside and says, the men in our family can time travel. And he's like, yeah, okay, dad, whatever. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) You know, so they they can- they can go in a dark place and they clench their fists and they think about a time that they want to go back to. And it has to be within their lifetime. They can't, they are unable to affect large change. They can only affect their own lives. So he can only change events in his own life but there um, or are to the people close to him. And yeah, and there's all these stipulations, you know, like there always is in time travel movies. So he goes into the closet, he closes his eyes, he clenches his fists and he goes back and rewinds and, he, you know, does a whole night over again and realizes that he can do this and he decides that he's going to use it to find a girlfriend, someone he can truly love. And, you know, because that's what you do when you find out you can time travel, you know, forget the lottery, forget all that stuff. He wants to fall in love, which is great. You know, it's a noble thing to go for. And, and then he just goes about, you know, it's all of these moments that he goes through trying to, we don't want to give too, too much away. Yeah, he's trying to figure himself out. He's trying to figure out who he is and find someone. And, and it's really, really sweet mm-hmm. the whole time. I mean, I'm, I was, the first and time we watched it. Yeah, and frustrating too. You're like, the first, why? Yeah, the first time I watched it, I was waiting for Hollywood to drop the hammer mm-hmm. all the way through it. Like, when are they going to tear this apart? When are they going to tear this down? And they really, they really don't. I mean, there's definitely, like, I'm not going to reveal it, but there's definitely moments in there that'll rip your heart out. But luckily, the relationship isn't one of them. So, it- this is one that I feel like you definitely have to watch at least twice. Yeah. Because you'll watch it the first time and you'll like it. Mm-hmm. But then you'll watch it the second time and you'll notice tiny little things that you didn't catch the first time because you didn't know you were looking for them. We didn't like know to look for little, them. Yeah. Little glances from his father, like his father knew he had just jumped or you right. know, it's little things like that where you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. About that. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, yeah. So and definitely, I feel like this is at least a two time 
watch at least th two times through right yeah away. just so you can catch the little nuances that you missed the first time with because of the time travel there's a lot of jumping around and stuff yeah. but it it's really really fantastic and That's i think a it's beautiful movie yeah it's a great date movie mm -hmm. um you know really really good to sit on the couch and popcorn and the whole thing and just watch it and it's really sweet and it's really you know it's emotional but it's it's good you know mm -hmm. it's just a really good really nice movie you know it's from that the same makers that made um love actually which is another one of my very favorite movies yep that's a good one and, and notting hill which was great end up talking about both of those at some point <laughs> right and four so, weddings in a funeral yeah so. like the same people made all of those so yeah i mean just a bunch of fantastic movies so mm -hmm. yeah definitely go out and see this one for sure mm -hmm. please <laughs> yes do it do yourself a favor it's awesome so um i guess that will wrap it up and we will see you next time all right, bye.